Welcome to Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and this is the show where we talk offensive and defensive business strategies with some of the most successful and insightful small business leaders. So if you're looking for great conversation and new ways to grow and protect your company, you're in the right place. There's no such thing as a small business. Every business is monumental for the people who lead and depend on it. At M3 Elevate, we have hundreds of policies, but only one mindset. Fuel your growth. My guests today are Brent and Kate Halfwassen, owners of Halfwassen and Associates and MKEBusinessCoach.com. Brent is a reality-focused small business coach, empowering small business owners and entrepreneurs so they can stop spinning their wheels and instead take the next right actions to transform their hard work into hard cash. He has spent over 20 years building businesses and opportunities, coaching hundreds of entrepreneurs and small business owners around him and evolving his own entrepreneurial focus. Kate is a successful financial leader in both for-profit and nonprofit companies across the region. Kate helps small businesses by avoiding wordy jargon and using down-to-earth terms that everyone can grasp. She has moved hundreds of people who started off scared of their numbers to an empowered understanding of how what they do every day impacts their overall financial performance. Kate lights up when she sees her clients spread their wings and tell their own story using their numbers. Half Wasson and Associates known as Milwaukee Small Business Coach, is a full-service coaching and consulting business focusing on purpose-driven small business owners, entrepreneurs, and side hustles who've hit a plateau and started spinning their wheels. By building into their clients through their individualized business coaching and consulting methods, their clients have the tools to transform the hard work into hard cash and to reach the goals they want to achieve. Brent and Kate, welcome to Fast Break. Hey, Thank you. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Let's dive right in. So on the fast break, we'd love to learn from awesome small business owners who are doing the rewarding, terrifying, and critical work of growing their business and impacting their communities. Brent, maybe you could start telling us in your words all about your work at Half Wasson and Associates. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, Matt. I really love focusing on the small business owners, the the brick and mortar, the professional service providers, the folks who honestly are the mainstay of our business that make our communities amazing, to make places ultimately, I think, where we want to live and play and enjoy our lives and experience. I find that tends to be a lonely journey. It's a difficult journey and it's a hard journey. It's one that I've done myself uh, a couple of different times. And I, I really felt like I had a gift and a purpose to be able to come out and, and serve those business owners. Because there's so many people who are amazing at their skill, craft, or trade, and they want to go out and they want to do more of that. They want to do more of their awesome thing. And the challenge is there's more to building a business. There's more to building a bakery than just baking the best cupcakes on earth. You got to find customers. You got to get your supplies. You got to find a place to do it. You got to be able to get it out on time when your baker calls you at 2 a.m. and says, sorry, I'm not coming today. So there's a lot of challenges out there. And I love helping people build things and be successful. I love that. Brent, before we go over to Kate, can you tell us a little bit more about the story that led you to start business coaching? How did it get started? 
it's a story that starts in the middle and then you look back and you're like, oh, it was coming up the whole time. I just didn't know it. So uh, I had a couple of, of opportunities. I started a small business with my brother. Uh, we ran a game store in our college town where we grew up when I was 15, he was 17. We launched that together as a partnership. And uh, I've had several other opportunities along the way. One of the things that happened, we'd helped start a church downtown. And then I went on to help work in a nonprofit after that. And there came a break and it was like, what am I going to do? I was 30 at the time. And I was like, I really want to help small businesses, but I didn't feel like I had the skill set yet to do that. So I went and started getting into some industrial development work. And then one day I was reading, we had just wrapped up a huge project and I freed up a big chunk of time. I was reading an, an editorial in the Milwaukee Journal of Sentinel. And it said, look, if Milwaukee is going to succeed as a city, small businesses and entrepreneurship has to be the core to thriving. We can't depend on a big box operation to show up and add a thousand jobs here and 2000 jobs there. That will not be the core of what makes Milwaukee great in the future. And I said, that's it. I want to go check that place out. I ended up being biz starts. That was where I got my first opportunity. I went to go help mentor. And halfway through the mentoring interview, they turned around and said, we'd like you to re-interview, but now as the coach, because you have the things that you need. Our coach has gotten the bug and he's off to start his own business. And we need someone to help build this legacy. And from there, I've been building it ever since. I was challenged, so I can go back to the beginning. I was challenged by a great marketing coach I work with, Rebel Girl Marketing, Lisa Rabel, shout out. And she said, what's your why? And I kept answering why. And she's, nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. And then finally I said, look, when I was 15 and I launched that first business with my brother, I wanted a coach like me. I wanted to know how to avoid those problems because we knew the things we knew well and all the other stuff, we didn't have a clue. And I wanted a coach like me back then. And so I want to be able to support all small business owners and entrepreneurs that you can get that same support now and you don't have to struggle. Uh, I, I love that. What a great story. And uh, I agree so much, Brent, with what you said about, and we at Elevate here agree. When you think about the number of small businesses, when you think about how important those small businesses are, I always use the example, it, it's never the big box retailers that are sponsoring the little league teams. And how do we invest in support those critical businesses that are the foundation? We need big box retailers too, and that's great. But the foundation of our communities, of our towns, really is those small businesses. And it starts with what you really wonderfully described, which is that sort of entrepreneurial bug and spirit that sort of says, I think there's a problem out there that I can solve and I want to help do it. So I, I love your story. Kate, I'm going to come to you next. So as someone who's seen the incredible value in, in my own life of having incredible coaches, whether that be in sport, or business, I'm hoping you can share why you believe that all small business owners should have someone that they call coach in their lives. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I really agree with you. I've also had the opportunity to be working with some incredible coaches in my life. So a quick story. When I first graduated from, from college, I went to the University of Michigan, Go Blue. And at that time, I came out of college pretty arrogant. I Not only did I think I could do anything, I, I knew I could do anything. And my first boss really was a mentor for me, Rob. And he looked at me and he, with a lot of humor, helped me get my head back down to what a normal head size should be. And it was just funny. I love laughing. I love telling jokes. And it's just easier for me to take positive criticism when it's with a good dose of humor. But he also was there to open doors for me and introduce me to the people that I needed to know in order to advance within that company. And then, of course, advance within my career. 
And so coaches in my life have been really important because they saw things in me that I couldn't see in myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being over overconfident is just the flip side of lack of confidence. And so for me, having had those people help me to see, hey, this is somebody who I really respect and they see something in me. So coaches, the best coaches that I've had a chance to work with and why I think small businesses should work with coaches is they can see things in us that we can't see in ourselves. And they know when to push and they know when to cheer. Mm -hmm. So they're right there with us because they've been there before and they're in our corner. They're on our side and they can really help. Sometimes it's formal teaching and filling in our own gaps, but they are the ones who know us really deeply. They're there for us and they are um, pushing us when we need to be pushed. I I, I love that. Brent, obviously this is what you both spend so much of your time doing. So can you share a real life story and obviously de-identify names and all those kind of things, but can you share sure. a story that highlights maybe what Kate covered? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. We'll change names to protect the innocent. But a lot of folks that I encountered, I mentioned, they're amazing at their skill, craft, or trade. But as Kate mentioned, seeing the full picture is difficult. You're in the trenches. You're doing the thing. You're working hard. I worked with a client who had an incredible life story. It was super impactful, powerful. She was on the backside as a survivor and really influencing a lot of other individuals in similar situations. And she said, I'm going out to do a talk. And I asked, how much are you getting paid? And it was like an honorarium number. I'm not going to put the number out there, but I can tell you my advice to her was you need to put a zero on the back of that number (laughs) because you can't see the value, not only the power of your story, but the way you convey the story, the maturity on the back end of that story and the impact you're having on lives. Would you have organizations bringing you in to impact hundreds of people at one time? That's not a $250 engagement. That's not a $500 engagement, right? Those are big number opportunities. And for her, by giving perspective, both of honestly how great she was, we all struggle with that imposter syndrome telling us like, who wants to hear my story? And I'm honored that someone wants to throw a $10 bill my way for me to tell my story. I'm like, you're doing them the honor by sharing this amazing story and you deserve to be paid for it. So I want to say picking up a lot of money that's just sitting on the floor is a key piece that happens there because we can see the whole field a little bit better for them. And because we can help them highlight aspects that maybe they've downplayed, then it has power. There are a lot of stories like that. We are not just teaching the how-tos and the tactical pieces, et cetera, but we're helping to deconstruct some things that are going on in the head that are wrong. Got to get rid of the mind trash, right? Clear that out so then they can see clearly and really understand their worth and value. Oh, and it's so exciting when that light bulb goes on. It's exciting having had that happen in our lives. So with all humility, as I think we've shared, we both needed people that build into us and we continue to need that. And it's incredibly gratifying as a coach to see those light bulb moments and see people gain that confidence and move forward and really achieve their goals. I love that. Thank you both for sharing. Okay, moving moving on. Brent Kane at M3 Elevate, we're built on the principle that we need to help our clients play both offense, so growth, and defense protection for their businesses. In learning more about you both, Brett, maybe you can take the lead on this one. Can, can you describe how you've helped small and growing businesses manage that tension between sort of growth and protection, offense and defense in the very earliest phases of their business? It's amazing that you hit on that because usually people will fall into one bucket or the other like big time. It's not like a 60-40. <laughs> it's, a, it's like an 80-20 or more. So we've got to run the balance of we can't play small. we got to figure out what our vision is. And I believe if you're truly aligned with your purpose, mm-hmm. then, then we're going to change the way we look at some of the outcomes 
and redefine success a little bit. But you have to balance both of those. You have to have the humility to know just because I make the amazing cupcakes, as I said before, there's more to learn. But it can't be, hey, if I take this leap of faith out here and take a couple of big swings, hey, look, almost everyone, the first time we launched something big, we were expecting like, oh man, the phone's be ringing off the hook and the internet's going to crash because so many people are going to buy from me. And you get, we've all had that and we learned from that, but you got to be willing to take that step because otherwise you don't learn. Yeah. We use a phrase around here that there's a difference between a problem to solve and attention to manage. Oh, yes. And, and, and that balance between offense and defense is not a, hey, if I do these things, the problem is solved. It's, hey, I'm always going to have to hold these intentions. And at various points, it might have to be more one than the other. That, to your great answer, it might be people bringing in a story that they had in their heads beforehand that throws them off out of equilibrium, but it's how do we hold those in balance? So I, I love that. So as, as we launch into a new year in 2024, this is naturally a time where people are drawn to think about goal setting and injecting momentum into their life and business. You both recently wrote a blog sharing your VGOST goal setting framework, and I'm hoping <laughs> you can share some of that philosophy to help our audience uh, as they're here thinking about goals, maybe set some tangible, meaningful, and achievable goals for them and their businesses in 2024. So Kate, I'll, I'll come to you. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Matt. And we call it the V-Ghost just because it's a little easier than V-G-O-S-T. But, and to be clear, we didn't come up with this, but it is a, it's a tool that we've seen used really well. And it's a tool mm. from our experience that small businesses don't necessarily have a lot of exposure to. So from our experience, and by the way, none of these are great places to be, but we feel like people from our experience fall into kind of one of three categories. Category one, dreamers. These are folks that we've worked with. All of us have worked with. Maybe we are those people where our heads are in the clouds. We've got a great vision. Everything's great. But when it comes to what the heck am I supposed to do today and how am I going to do it? We can struggle with that. A second category is doers. Those are folks who are like, yeah, we know exactly what we're doing today and we're going to do it and we're going to do it and we're going to keep churning and churning. But we struggle to lift our heads up and look around and see, oh, okay, like where, where am I actually heading? Where, where, what's all this doing heading towards? And then the third category is small thinkers. We're stuck somewhere in the middle where we're, okay, this is what we're doing and it's a how, but we maybe need some help to dream bigger, look a little bit more vision. And also maybe we need to offload something off of our plate and see if there's someone who's better able to do the thing on our behalf to be more efficient with our time. So for us, the piece of this that we really want to make sure people are aware of is anyone can benefit from looking at that V-Ghost model. And it could be, you could call them whatever you want. And those terms, vision, goals, objectives, strategies, and tactics, colloquially in English, they can be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But for us, those mean the why, the how, the where, the what, the when. Those are all the very specific pieces. And by working through each different step of that, for those of us who tend to be too much of a dreamer, we can really get down to the brass tacks of the what and the how and the when. Mm. And for those of us who are more of the doers, we can get elevated to say, okay, why are we doing this? And maybe we're going to stop doing this. Or we're going to start doing that so we can move more towards our goals. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's goal setting continues to be that thing. I think for me and, and maybe for people listening that, as we approach the start of the year, there's so many different frameworks out, of, out there. And I love, Kate, what you said about how can you figure something that just works for you? How can you use language that is accessible and it doesn't feel scary? And really, it's about how do you move from here to there in the best possible way? 
And so I, I love that sort of encouragement. So hopefully people who are listening will go to your website and we'll call people how to find that later and check out your your post on that topic. Let's I was just going to add one thing to that, Matt, yeah. on, the comment of, on the comment of goals. For me, and I, I don't think I'm unique in this, but for me, there is nothing more motivating in my life personally, professionally, than seeing myself make progress towards my goals. Mm. And it doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be a fancy structure. But for me to be able to see progress, maybe I'm training for a race. Maybe I'm trying to make more money. Maybe I'm looking for whatever the next big thing is for my business. Yeah. Working towards and breaking it down into places where I can see my progress and then have a group that's cheering me on. That's huge. That's, that is absolutely huge. Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Kate, for adding that. Okay, so let's move on to our next question. So one of the topics that's top of mind for us here at M3 right now is thinking about the practical realities of living in the experience economy. We know that with the rise of Amazon, Netflix, and so many others, that the speed of delivery, the way things are delivered, and the personalization of the experience has never been more important. You all have workshop and blog posts all around putting the client first. And I'm wondering if you can share with our audience how you're seeing small and growing businesses adapt and thrive in this new experience economy. Red, I'll come to you. Yeah, you know, thank you. I love that you talk about the experience. One of the pieces I work very hard to position with all of our clients and anyone who attends any of the workshops is that you want to move to become an experience-based business, no matter what you're doing. If you think about it, a cup of coffee doesn't cost you that much to consume, but there's a reason why the large coffee chains who made it really popular and then followed by a lot of the smaller baristas, that now it's five, six bucks in order to get something that you can make for 50 cents in your own house. So when you can make it an experience, when you can make it a destination versus the acquisition of a product, then you move from being a commodity and a commodity is an interchangeable object that the only differentiating factor is price. You move from a commodity to an experience because I can't replicate the feel that I get when I go into your shop and the welcome that I get and the ambiance that you have and there, maybe the music that you're playing and the, the colors and the art that you've used, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone needs to be thinking about their business in terms of experience because then when we start to talk about price and as soon as people ask me about price, I move them towards value. Now we can say, what are those experiences worth? What is it worth to someone to be able to come into your space or get that experience or have that? Because that's how we should be thinking about price is what it's worth to our potential buyers. Yeah. And Matt, I think for us, our experience that we do, because a lot of ours is coaching, right? We don't have mm -hmm. a necessarily a physical product all the time. Sometimes we have handouts and things that we'll give to our clients or to people attending our workshops. But for us, it's empathy and it's humor. Because so often people are just scared. Yeah. They're scared of what they don't know. And so from our experience, we can bring it down to normal. But, and we love throwing humor in. If you can make somebody laugh, it breaks down yeah. all kinds of barriers. But also there's so many people who just use these jargony words that, that in and of themselves create barriers because nobody mm -hmm. understands them or they think they understand. Sure. But if they don't understand, are they stupid or less than or whatever? We don't do that. We feel like you're not going to make any progress if you don't understand. And so we're all about, let's get right there with you. Let's empathize with you. And let's put this in language with humor that everyone can understand. In addition to the empathy and humor, adding on the key insights, having the insight to know what to do at the right time, having the insight to know, you need to put another zero on there. Having an insight to tell someone that the way they're serving their clients actually isn't doing their clients the best service and isn't doing them the best service. Okay. 
that's the distinction. And you have to add that, that with the empathy and the humor because for the doers, for the people out there actually doing their thing with their amazing skill, craft, or trade, like there's more than just flour and eggs and water that go into those cupcakes. There's like experience. There's this yes. is grandma's recipe. This, there's a lot there. And so yeah. it's, yes. it can't just be a system and a stern lecture and a slap on the back and say, go get it done. It's got to have that empathy, insight, and humor all tied together. Yeah, I love that. Because I, when I think about, especially the small business community, and I'm reading the Amazon story, like the Everything Store book right now. And one of the things that comes out in the early parts of that book is how Jeff Bezos really pushed them at scale to think about nobody needs to know their customer better than Amazon. Mm. And, and again, this is certainly not a knock on Amazon. But when I think about the small business community, who can know our customers better than we can? Mm. Like, how can, what I love what you're saying in your answer is, you're taking things that a small business is so well set up to do better than uh, an Amazon even or a big box retailer to be able to take the empathy and the humor and the personalization and the insights. Our small business is so set up to be able to deliver that more so than the personalization that a big store would provide because they can only go so far. Because I think sometimes with the experience economy concept, maybe some businesses are thinking like, where do I start? Uh, and I love, Brent, what you said about you have to get everybody to think they're an experienced business because how people are feeling about those experiences, that's going to drive whether they become a repeat customer or not. So I, I love what you guys are, are sharing and encouraging your customers, and hopefully our audience today to maybe challenge their mindset and their thinking around, around that topic. So thank you. Okay. As we close out this section of our conversation, Brent and Kate, and based on your incredible experience with the small and growing business community, I'm curious, what would be the, and it's tough to say, this has been such a rich conversation, but what would be the one thing? I'm a big believer in a practical takeaway, a, a big you know, headline piece of one thing uh, that you'd want our audience to, if they only took one thing away to learn, focus on, or execute on in 2024, to set them up for their best year ever. What would it be? Kate, I'll come to you. Oh, thanks, Matt. I love this question. They should take action. They should mm. take action. This is the year. Don't wait. So we are launching in 2024, we're launching our take action groups. We call them tag groups. So these are designed to be safe, small groups of like-minded business owners. And we get together on a monthly basis and we hold one another accountable in a safe space. We bust ideas around and figure out how we can stop spinning our wheels and move forward to achieve our goals in 2024. So part of that, of course, is starting off with the VGOS model, the vision, goals, objectives, strategies, and tactics, making sure people have those, but also recognizing with empathy that goals aren't brittle. Goals are flexible. You need mm. to move with life. And as life changes, those are the things that need to re be reflected in your goals. So those tag groups that we're launching, I think are going to be really helpful for folks into 2024. And I would really recommend that any listener here, check them out. I love that idea of taking action. I think it's so critical. One piece, when I do my coaching, I've, I, some of my clients will tell you their story that basically I like pushing people off the high dive. There's sometimes folks have every reason on earth why they're not selling. I'm like, wait a second, you need two conditions in order to get into business. You need a product or service to sell. You need a customer willing to buy. Mm -hmm. And I run into so many people that have met those two conditions, but they are not like, hold on, don't I need to build the website and do the thing and work out yeah. my, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, no, go yeah. take money from them, provide them some amazingness. And, and then some of the rest of that, we can work around the backside. So I tell people, 
it's got to be focus on the next one, two or three actions. Mm -hmm. Because if you take away from this and you're like, I'm going to write down the 100 things I'm going to do. We all know how that goes. Everyone's done the New Year's resolutions where you have 75 things you're going to try and accomplish and you achieve zero. So not only do we want you to take action, we want you to take focused action on the next one, two or three things. Because change is hard. Mm -hmm. Humans don't do it very well. And usually we revert back. So let's just focus Mm -hmm. on one or two, maybe three. And I usually tell people, if I give you three, you'll pick one. At least we get one moving forward. But, But you knock that one out. It's incrementally getting better. And to Kate's point, we can keep flexing and moving. And if you start really nailing that one, and it's the most important one that you have to do, and you can't not get it done right, right. then if you get that done, then let's go to the next one. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. part of where we want to bring some of our insight, along with the empathy and humor, to give you that guidance so you can see what's that right next step. I love it. I love it. So the key is, let's take action. Uh, and let's move forward. So I, I love that as a rallying cry for us as we finish out this section of our conversation. Hmm. As always, uh, Brent and Kate, um, our last set of questions is our fastest break set. And uh, we'll do this rapid fire. I'll ask each of you uh, a question and we'll both, you can both give a quick sort of off the top response and then we'll move on to the next one. Does that sound okay? Sounds let's great. All right. Okay, Kate, I'm coming to you first. Favorite book that you've read in the last 12 months? A biography of Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Brent, what about you? It's funny. I read more short form now. I actually love Wired Magazine because of its great insights. But in terms of a book, I love The Mom Test because it focuses mm-hmm. on the best ways to ask questions to your customers that even your mom couldn't lie to you on. <laughs> oh, I love that concept. Love that. Okay. Kate, complete the sentence. For you, leadership is? Leadership for me is serving with humility. I love it. Brent, what about for you? Leadership's misunderstood, and it's for the same reasons Kate put out there. And most people think leadership's about power, but when it's about serving first with humility, it works better. I love it. Kate, the most impactful coaching advice that you've ever received? It's about making progress, not perfection. I love that. Brent, what about you? Stop withholding your gifts and talents from others. Everyone's amazing at something. Get that imposter syndrome out of the way and just start taking action. Look that. Kate, your favorite podcast that you would recommend to our audience? I have been an avid uh, marketplace with Kai Rizdahl listener for years. I love that podcast. I love that. Brent, what about you? Uh, I work my life in compartments. So for my personal devotional, I love Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. For people into business, The Brainy Business by Melina Palmer. It's great about how brains uh, work and think and impact our business. And then I love the pitch. If you want to tell a compelling story about your business, you got to listen to the pitch and learn how people do it for real. Kate, you can't live without an app on your phone. My calendar app. I know it's boring, but we have two kids, three dogs, each other and a partridge in a pear tree. So there's a lot to keep track of. So I, I love, love my, I use my calendar app the most. I you know, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one up the boringness on the calendar because I put down my clock and my timer. <laughs> yes. Because it, for what it does, it frees me to work with balance and be able to focus in the moment because the timer will go off and tell me when it's time to shift. And I don't have to worry about that. Just get it done, what's in front of me, and then move to the next. I love it. it just so you both know, your answers are very on trend. So when we wrote this question, we thought people would give all kind of these exotic apps that they found that fulfill these very specific. The By far, the top answer people have shared is maps. Yes, and, and calendar. Uh, yep. So you guys are right, right there. Okay. Kate, last thing you did that truly scared you. Giving birth. Love that. Brent? Can't one up that one. However, 
<laughs> it's looking for my kids when they're out longer than expected. When you get that parent panic, which always happens 30 seconds before you actually find them. True. Yep. 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 I, know, I know that feeling. Okay. Last one. Kate, if you had to give a TED Talk, what would be its title? My journey to learning to let God lead. I love it. Brett, what about you? Purpose, not passion, is your road to success. I love, I've watched both of those. Okay. Before we wrap today, Kate, Brett, I'm hoping you can share where our audience can find out more about you and about your business and what's the best way uh, to connect with you moving forward. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, if you want to learn more about our business, check us out on our website at mkebusinesscoach.com. And if you want to find some of those blog posts Matt was talking about, click on the insights tab and you'll find all sorts of resources and information there. And also you can find us on LinkedIn, either Kate or Brent. And if I may spell my last name, because it's always fun to find. If you're looking at us up on LinkedIn, H-A-L-F-W-A-S-S-E-N. Find either Kate or Brent Halfwassen, and, and we'd be honored to connect with you and continue any conversation you want to have. Perfect. Kate and Brent, thank you so much for being willing to join us today on Vast Break and for sharing your insights and wisdom with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. You did an amazing job. No. Oh, we're honored to be here and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Matt. This has been Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate, where we talk with high-impact business leaders and share strategies that you can use to grow and protect your business. And remember, don't settle for an insurance and benefits agent who only plays defense. You need an advisor, a partner, a friend who helps you play offense too. That's us. Like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe. You'll find bonus content and more episodes at m3ins.com slash m3elevate and anywhere where you find your podcasts. And if you're a business owner or leader with insights to share, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. We might even love to have you on the show. This is Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and we'll see you next time.